Welcome to the 90s Narrative Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the 90s Narrative Podcast. Today we will be discussing episode 6, titled An Ocean Inside Me. Yes, and for today, uh, we have our history tidbits that are focused on the top grossing movies from 93, 94, and 95, and I was pleasantly surprised to see the results. Um, Same. (laughs) Two of them I'm, like, in love with. The other one I was kind of like, okay, yeah, that's cool. Um, So, in 1993, the number one grossing movie was Jurassic Park, which Mm -hmm. I grew up absolutely loving that movie, still do, still a big fan. Um, in 1994, the top grossing movie was The Lion King. That is probably one of my all-time favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I have like a, a Simba stuffed animal from 1994 still to this day. That is so cute. He's not looking so good, but I still have him. So mm-hmm. it's, <laughs> it's the memories. Yes, yes. Um, and then the top grossing movie from 1995 was Batman Forever, which I'm not quite sure if I ever saw that all the way through. I think uh, I have. I, is that, I is, pretty much had to... Is mm. that the one that is, like, the... Like, um, The Dark Knight is the sequel? Is that, like, the same Batman series? Um, I've, I've never even seen The Dark Knight all the way through, which... No, The Dark Knight is person. a different series, I think. Let's see. <laughs> These are, like... I don't pay attention to DC. That's not my thing. Um, I, oh, yeah. I had to watch Batman because my brother was in love with Batman. Okay. I don't know. So, Maybe I don't even like, know. I remember watching the movie. Like, this is the one with the question mark guy. What was his name? Riddler? Is that who that is? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look yes. at me. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, I hope we don't get people being like... How do you not know the Batman movies? Yeah, please do sorry. not us. Sorry. <laughs> We're Marvel girls. Yeah. I'm a Marvel fan through and through, although I've not seen What If or, um, gosh dang or it. Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi, yeah. I have not seen that yet, but. I went to watch it the night before it came out. I know. Premiere. Was it good? It was so good. I've heard awesome so things. Like, I feel like for like a. Amazing. Something that's like completely new to the to the um movie universe like it's been well received so i'm really excited to see it so yeah anyway anyway back to our focus for the podcast we're not gonna sit here and talk about marvel the whole time (laughs) could be fun but not this episode um we are gonna talk about cruel summer of course and the events from this episode take place approximately on august 15th 1993 1994 two two and a half weeks since i think our last one so mm-hmm. that's quite a jump yeah they're jumping a bit so gotta fit it all it's in i guess interesting. oh yeah they have to um so 1993 begins with derek and Jeanette making their parents breakfast for their anniversary which i found so cute i did too although it made me feel bad as a child because i never have made my parents breakfast for their anniversary or even I don't know if I've even gotten them a gift, which sounds terrible, but... I've only gotten them a gift for their 25th wedding anniversary, yeah. and I forgot their anniversary this year. My mom was like, do you know what date is? And I'm like, no. <laughs> so, oh I am clearly not Jeanette or oh, Derek. Yeah, shout out to them. They're the dream team. We, on the <laughs> other hand, eh, we're... T- that's okay. We all need to learn from them. Nobody's perfect, as Hannah Montana once said. Exactly. <laughs> And, um, Jeanette, like, mentions that Mallory is the only one, so now she's, this is, like, a little jump, um, Mm -hmm. she's with Mallory and Vincent, and she's mentioning that Mallory is the only one who's adding, like, illegal things onto the list, which, like, not completely shocked with. Right. They didn't think Jeanette was gonna put them. Yeah, and, like, I believe she also says, like, she... Didn't she already steal something? Like, that's what they're on their way to do, and she already yeah, stole so. something, but she's just tagging along with Mallory and Vincent to do their part. Yeah. And I was like, wow. Yeah. yeah. So, um, they're in the fitting room, and they're basically changing their clothes with the clothes that um, 
they had from the store yeah. to wear them so that they can get away with it, which pretty smart. Mm-hmm. And don't um, recommend. They but... see, yeah, no, don't recommend. Please, don't. <laughs> forgot about that one don't recommend uh, please don't do that it's like the whole like if you try risky or dangerous things at home do not try this at home do not try this at the store either please yeah, no don't don't do this, please <laughs> and um they see tanya who is um Tenille's mother flirting with martin because martin is at the mall yeah. And she asks him out to dinner, and she even goes ahead and tells him, like, she'll pick him up. She's very and forward. Like, Damn, girl, exactly. Like, you had balls. Like, you did it. You went for it. Like, and, you were like, mm hmm. And he looks, pick you up. he looks very uncomfortable. He, he tries mm-hmm. to, like, you know, kind of push it away, like, oh, like, I'm, you know, it's okay. You don't have to do that. And she's just like, no, we're doing this. So I'm like, yeah. okay, you go right on ahead. Why not? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, and then Mallory and Jeanette, they are able to safely make it out of the store. Um, but then Vincent walks out with, um, gosh, who, what CD was that? I heard it and I knew immediately who it was. Now I can't remember, but he walks Mm -hmm. out with the CD that he's been wanting forever and the alarm goes off, of course. And Mallory like bolts. She does not hesitate. She is out of there. And Jeanette just takes the CD from Vincent and she's just like, go, you need to leave. And I swear, like right before it cuts, she's like smiling. Like she's getting Mm -hmm. a thrill out of this. Oh, of course. Like even the fact that like she said, I'll like take the blame for him. Yeah. It's, it's wild to me, but I mean, Mm -hmm. you go right on ahead and do that, I guess, Jeanette. Um, yeah. So she gets taken to like the mall jail mall area. Jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mall jail. Yeah. And she sees Jamie, the one and only. Of um, course. And I so agree. yeah, she like she has um Kate scrunchie in her hair, so she like takes it out really quick, which I'm like, I don't know. I feel like he would not have noticed. It's a scrunchie. Like Yeah. It's something you could get probably at Claire's for five bo- five dollars, but whatever. Um, and he's like, what are you doing here? And she like introduces herself and he says that he knows who she is. He remembers her. And this is where I made a note where I'm just like, all right, Jeanette is just like solidifying like her future Mm -hmm. because she's like already been like watching Kate. And now she's like, oh my gosh, Jamie knows who I am now. Like, yeah, there's nothing stopping her now that Jamie knows who she is. She's getting this confidence in her, you know? Yes. Like, which, already she's... Mm-hmm, go ahead. No, I'll just say, which is good, like, but obviously mm-hmm. we see where it leads in the future, and I'm like, maybe you don't yeah. take it that far, but it's good to have confidence. For sure. And so Jamie asked Jeanette if, she, if this is, like, a usual occurrence of her getting in trouble, <laughs> and she... I laughed so much at this because I found it so cringy. Like, I had, like, mm-hmm. I couldn't... She says that she usually makes trouble, but never gets caught. What? And I'm just like, (laughs) I'm like, this is something like a 10 year old says. Yes. What is, like, Like, I I make trouble, but I don't get caught. Yeah. And the way she says it too is just, it makes it even worse. I'm like, come on, Jenna. She she was like so confident about saying it, you know? Yeah. And he's like intrigued. Oh yeah, he's not, he's, he's fooled. falling for this. He's not like us. Jamie's falling for this. No, no, he he doesn't know better. (laughs) And um, he he asks what for. And before she can answer, Greg is walking in. Father Greg. Does not even say hi. He's just like, is this a misunderstanding? Mm Mm-hmm. And I just need to point out what he's wearing because he looks like he's wearing like some kind of clown outfit because he has a bright orange suit. Bright orange. And then his tie is red, white, and blue. (laughs) And I was just like, seriously? Like, aren't you supposed to be a realtor? Why are we dressing like this? Greg thought it was a good outfit. Ah, well, I I feel like Cindy didn't give the approval on that one because it's a little horrendous. Let's not dress like that. Of course. Um, And Jeanette does admit to her dad, though, the truth. 
yes. that she takes the blame for Vincent because he's her friend and that's what they do and that he would do the same for Jeanette. Uh-huh. And Greg, man of the hour, decides yes. to keep it between him and Jeanette and not tell Cindy. Which is a bit of a red flag for me, personally. Yes. Like, I get, I get why, because, like, we've kind of seen, like, Cindy's just kind of, she's the Lori of the group, kind of. Yeah. She, like, she worries more and gets more frantic, so I'm like, yeah, sure, like, you know, you might not want to tell her all the details, but, like, you shouldn't tell your daughter, like, oh, we're not going to tell your mom. Like, don't involve Mm -hmm. your child in that kind of stuff. That's weird. Exactly. Um, But it's just, like, also, you can tell, like, from this situation that he truly does, like, he's, like, that's, she's daddy's girl. Oh, yeah. Like, they had this connection, mm-hmm. and clearly we see in 1995, the connection isn't quite, quite there the anymore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It almost makes me so, wonder if he would have done the same, like, if it was Derek instead. Derek. Because, I mean, they both seem like pretty good kids overall, so I'm mm-hmm. like, is it just because Jeanette's daddy's girl, or would he have done it the same way for him? So, yeah. good thing to think about. So, then we see Jeanette and Vincent, and they're talking um, about how Jeanette absolutely loved being in mall jail, and she mm-hmm. she's kind of brings up the whole Mallory thing. Like, I, I, I said, like, she bolted right away, so, like, Jeanette really focuses on that and says, you know, how could she leave us like that? And Vincent, gotta hand it to him, like, kind of just says, let's not talk badly about her, especially when she's not here. And... it's almost like Jeanette's kind of like battling with herself like oh yeah like maybe we shouldn't do that but like she really wants to keep doing it yeah um which I guess is kind of like our first sign of like their friendship not being as solid as we would have originally thought um and then like as she's talking about this she's cleaning her closet out and Vincent tells her like oh I like one of your shirts and she says it's not her anymore and I'm like why because you just met Jamie in mall jail yeah that's that's... I was literally like okay she's like now it's like okay I've solidified my relationship with Kate Mm -hmm. yeah I've just done it with Jamie so now I have to like start dressing like them I have to start acting like them you can see this like change in Jeanette yeah it's coming I mean hey all good if you want to clean out your closet and change your style I do it like twice a year but Mm -hmm. don't do it for other people just do it for you and what you like to wear so yeah exactly (laughs) so oh here we go um so then we see Jeanette breaking into Martin Harris's house and she oh oh, goodness Jeanette come on honey um, this girl doesn't learn and she's just walking around and she's like she she goes into um one of his closets for a CD because I'm pretty sure her intention is to get the CD that Vincent could not get. Yeah. And so she puts it in her bag and then she actually hears Tanya and Martin arrive home from like their weird date thing. Sorry. Yeah. And so she like closes the closet doors and hides inside and the two of them just sit down. They're having wine and, and Jeanette notices that Tanya puts her hand on Martin's leg and you can definitely tell it's like a one-sided thing because Martin's just like, you shouldn't tell me any of this stuff um, because you're a parent of one of my students. But she's like going on about how her ex pays for child support thinking like he is um, to Neil's biological father, but he really isn't. And I'm like, yeah. who is sick and twisted like that? Why? I know. And why would you it's tell awesome. somebody that, that you pretty much just met? That's so and weird. the fact that it's your daughter's yeah. assistant principal. Right. Like, it's like, not like some dude that you just met at the bar. Like, this is someone who has a connection to your daughter in some way. Yeah. That's so and weird to like, me. And I don't know if it's like she thinks, like, he'd be, like, interested in her because of it. Like... I, yeah, I don't get what I the just, point of that was. I don't get it. It's certainly not convincing him to find her any more attractive or anything. Exactly. Um, but, but Jeanette screams herself over in this part. Oh, girl. I had a heart attack. Jeanette, same. Jeanette backs into the stereo, which starts playing. Mm-hmm. And um, 
she turns it off quickly and there's like a little freak out moment yeah and Tanya's like laughing she's like oh I must have sat on the remote but like she has a wine down her shirt so mm-hmm. Martin goes to get like a towel for her and Tanya is a savage Tanya opens the door and she sees Jeanette there yeah. and I'm just like wow this is bad mm-hmm. like couldn't have gotten worse than this so Jeanette starts by like being like I won't tell about Tennille's and Tanya cuts her off and says I didn't see you you didn't see me or hear anything and she like lets her leave yeah which Which, (laughs) I guess could have gone worse yeah it could have gone much worse but still not exactly the the position you want to find yourself in especially knowing like how everything goes like oh she was hiding in his closet that's creepy Mm -hmm. so yeah exactly and then we make the jump to 1994 yes so very very quick uh focus on 1993 before we get into where everything goes downhill Mm -hmm. and so we're back on um greg and cindy's anniversary and jeanette made them breakfast and you can kind of hear them fighting off throughout Mm -hmm. somewhere else in the house and jeanette blames herself um and Derek's kind of like trying to make her feel better but he's moving into the dorms today officially so there's not really much he can do and they find there's a gift basket that is delivered to their house and Cindy thinks it's for her Mm -hmm. uh, for like the anniversary and she's like oh we need to stop fighting honey and then she reads the card and it's actually for Greg from Angela as a thank you yeah about the whole car thing so awkward yes especially on your anniversary yeah like wrong time for it to be coming (laughs) yeah i mean i feel bad for cindy but also it's like it's just kind of a gift basket gift basket like it's harmless i guess like but like we know it's it's, not just a gift basket yeah it it does lead to more but i think at the time it's just kind of like okay like greg can't control the fact that she's sending him a gift basket right now um so i do feel bad for her in this moment but like yeah yeah it's it's more complicated it really is it's i feel bad for both (laughs) yeah um and then we have tanya who's talking to tanil and renee and she tells them that Jeanette keeps calling and that her gals are coming over tonight because (laughs) she was interviewed on molly green and everybody's gonna come there to watch it yeah and they're like oh what did she like what did they come for and we find out they went to interview at the mall about martin which like what a strange place to interview yeah and i'm just i'm just thinking like did she offer this up like oh interview me or like did they already know that there was a connection there in some way because i'm like if you're basing it off of like oh like you knew him like mm-hmm. it, it didn't really seem like they knew each other all well all too well it just seemed like she was hitting on him exactly so, so super weird mm-hmm. and um then we have someone calling the turner household and yeah. poor cindy Cindy turns into a bit of a lorry in this situation. I thought the exact same thing because they had a similar thing happen on that show too. Yes. And so Cindy answers, of course, and they ask for advice on how to kidnap somebody. Yeah. And Cindy freaks out, as she should, because... Rightfully, yeah. That's crazy. And um, the phone rings again and she goes into Jeanette's room like she's going through her things like she's just like freaking out at this point she's like yeah it's getting too much to her you know yeah and she's going through her closet she's going through things and then she finds the jewelry like she sees the jewelry box and she finds it empty which we all know it shouldn't be empty right yeah I was shocked when Um, it was empty I was like what yeah same (laughs) I'm like, was she expecting her mom to do this? Yeah. So she checks under the jewelry box, and she sees that, like, um, the bottom is, like, taped, but, like, mm-hmm. you can tell that there's, like, it's hollow. Like, you can tell there's something inside. Yeah. So she opens, and she finds the key taped to the bottom yeah. of the box. 
and <laughs> I I just found it so weird how she realized that there was like a a fake bottom because it's like she she I think she like went through her col- or her closet first and then she like just goes to like where mm-hmm. her vanity is and she's just standing there looking at herself and then she just looks at the jewelry box and she's like that's got to be it and I'm yeah. like it's just kind of weird how like she just sees that one thing and she's like yes that's where I need to that's look it. so I mean yeah she's right but still it's weird to me yeah um, I get that but yeah so Cindy's worst fears are being realized at this point and but also the fact that like oh mm, okay wait I won't say it yet okay. Okay. I'll wait okay it's like literally like in a like two minutes so oh yeah really not gonna okay so we'll push um, through so yeah we'll push through a bit i'm gonna be okay <laughs> i'm um, gonna be fine so cindy's freaking out and she's like obviously wanting to figure this out with jeanette and talk about it mm-hmm. and she like approaches her and she's like you can tell me whatever you need to say whatever you want you can tell me and then she asks jeanette if she's ever been inside martin's house very direct and mm-hmm. Jeanette says no like she's denying it and she's trying to um like like she says she's trying to ignore anybody who um says otherwise and she gives her mom that same advice and then Cindy asks her if there's any truth to like the rumors and Jeanette says no again and Mm -hmm. she she kind of like again it's kind of like what Jamie did to Kate where he like gaslit her it's kind of what Jeanette's doing like oh I think the calls are getting to you trying to make her feel insane about it when obviously we know she's not insane she knows exactly what's going on um but like when I watched this it almost looked like Jeanette wanted to tell her mom like she was there was like this moment where it was kind of like quiet and like she just kind of sat there and then she just didn't Mm -hmm. say anything and I was like you were so close like you could have ended this that's the thing and the thing is that like we know from past like episodes that Jeanette isn't afraid to tell her mom things like she told her mom when Mallory brought the weed right like yeah that's not something that you would like typically go to your parents and be like yeah my friend brought weed to my house but like (laughs) she's like like comfortable enough with her parents to like tell them the truth yeah so at that point I thought she would but she didn't I know it's kind of also like Cindy, how did she like automatically assume that this key was from yes. Martin's house? Like it didn't say Martin it's Harris a, on it. It's just a key. It doesn't say anything. It's not even like the number of like his house, you no. know? Like not even the street. So it's like how do you automatically assume that because she has a hidden key that it's Martin's house? Like I just want to say for the sake of this argument, I've had plenty of keys that are definitely not house keys. Like I used to have like the diaries that you needed a key for. I have a lock from, like, my great-grandma's old, like, storage mm-hmm. unit and the key with it. I don't know why I've kept it, but I have that. Like, you don't need a key to be to a house. So, I don't know. Exactly. Like, it's kind of like the Lori thing again. She's just assuming to fit her idea of what's going on, even though it is the real thing. But still, yeah, it it's just not working out for this family. No. Um, so, yeah. at this point, Cindy's of course freaking out still and she calls greg to have him come home from work mm-hmm. and i i really need to say it again this man is wearing the exact same tie as he was a year ago <laughs> not the suit yeah. thank god but he's got the same tie um he loves that tie yeah be a lucky one unfortunately i don't know if it's lucky <laughs> or maybe it's like the company like tie maybe I honestly, we don't know. I honestly would say if, if it's anything, it's unlucky. Because the first year, he <laughs> finds his daughter in mall jail. And this year, he gets called home from work to hear a theory from his wife about how evil their daughter is. Yeah. So, mm, I would stop wearing that tie, Greg. So, yeah. Cindy tells him that she thinks the key is from Martin's house. And she calls it mother's intuition. Mm-hmm. And she's like, let's go to Martin's house and try out the key. <laughs> And shout out to Greg for having some common sense when he's like, look, it's daylight. People are going to see you and they're going to have their own thoughts about it. And he just like chalks it up to like, hey, we raised a good kid. Like, there's nothing to worry about. And Cindy says, like, she changed right in front of us. And Greg responds with, she blossomed. Um, Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, Cindy said that previously. Like, oh, she's blossoming. So Greg's kind of turning it around on her and 
again, like, he's right. Like, she's kind of changing the whole narrative to fit her story. Um, yeah. Even though, you know, we, we know how that ends. But, yeah, I I did make a note that said she is becoming Lori more and more, like you said. Like, it's, yeah. it's mind-boggling to me to see, like, all the parallels. Yeah, and it's, Greg is literally Andy. Yeah, yes. Yes. Because he's always, like, he's always the one defending, the ch- like, his kid. He's mm-hmm. saying, like, no, like, we raised a good kid. Like, no, it's because she's blossoming, like you said. Like, he's always finding a way to, like, turn it back to, like, no, she's innocent. Like, this is okay. Yeah. Exactly like Andy was doing. And it's it also kind of goes along with the whole thing. Like, in Defending Jacob, we obviously have, like, the flashbacks and then the present time. And we see only, like, Andy as the only parent in the future and he looks rough Mm -hmm. and then in 1995 greg is the only one out of him and cindy that we see up to this point like yeah and he looks rough as well so there's such like a huge comparison that you can make i love it so it's true we love this um so then we have cindy Uh who um clearly was not satisfied with her conversation with greg she um, oh, wasn't having scene. it. Yeah. And so she's in the kitchen and she sees Derek. Uh. And she starts talking to Derek. And she's telling him that Jeanette is lying and that Greg is just scared to admit it. And, like, she's having yeah. this whole tangent. And she's just, like, freaking out. She's, like, you know, talking to Derek about her problems. And he's, like, listen, like, I think <laughs> you should call Aunt Suzanne. He's not having like, it. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I just, like, I was like, you know what? You're a savage. Like, your mom just, like, yeah. ranted to you about how, like, your sister's a liar and, like, your dad isn't agreeing with her. And you're just like, yeah, I can't deal with this. Call call your sister. Like, right. call right. somebody. Like, literally what I just said so funny. a few minutes ago. Like, do not involve, like, you're, as a parent, and I'm not trying to give parenting advice because obviously I'm not one. But, like, don't yeah. involve your children in your own drama. Mm-hmm. Problems. Like, yeah. like don't talk to your child about your spouse. Don't talk to your child about your other children. That's so messed up. It's, yeah. Please don't do that. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I agree. And then she makes it even, like, weirder. And she's like, I'm so proud of you. And, like, I want you to continue yeah. with your dreams. Like, continue with your dreams. Like, focus on what's, like, what you're doing. Like, mm-hmm. and I'm just like, is it because, like, you have no more faith in, like, yeah. And Jeanette, and you think, like, this is all done with her? Like, she's going to jail and that's it? That's what what I thought. what is happening in your head? I thought she was taking, like, all of... Any faith that she had reserved for Jeanette, and she just transferred everything onto Derek at this point. Like, there's no need for her to, like, focus on her. She just wants to focus her hopes on him. That's kind of what I took from it. Crazy. So, yeah. So then we jump over to Vincent and Ben. And they're in the movie store talking closely. Um, And it's cute. Like... We, we kind of yeah. know at this point that they, like, become a thing because they um, went to, like, the LGBTQ uh, safe house place yeah. um, a few episodes back. So we know that they're together at some point. So Jeanette comes on in, and they kind of jump apart. So this is fairly new, clearly. You know, they're not fully comfortable. And Vincent asks her to pretend like she didn't see anything, and she just said, like, that's fine. Like, if you're happy, I'm happy. And... I I love that. Like, I like that she's yeah. supportive of him. Because, um, you know, you see a lot today where that's not really a thing. And you definitely know mm-hmm. that 1994 really wasn't a thing either. Um, For sure. And, but she brings up to him as well that, like, her mom is believing the rumors now. And she's not really sure what to do about that. And Vincent just tells her, like, you have me forever. Like, just being a good friend and supportive and... Yeah, I liked it. It was a cute scene, I think. It was very cute. Until Tennille and Renee mm-hmm. and also entered the movie in. store. Yeah. And, of course, just at that moment as well, Tanya's interview is also playing on the TV in the movie store. And she's talking about how the moment that Martin Harris got her loan, he was very forceful and he was aggressive. And he would have said or done anything to get into bed with her. And as she's talking about all this, I'm just like, this is gross. How could you possibly 
like, how can you possibly turn it around like this where you were obviously the one being the aggressor in this whole thing? Like, he was clearly uncomfortable. But the thing is, like, nobody but Jeanette knows this. And Jeanette shouldn't know this, right? I know, which is hard. (laughs) I'm just like, I'm like, you liar, you liar. And then I'm like, nobody else is supposed to know this. Yes. And then then the icing on the cake is when she's like, when I think about what happened to Kate, I think that could have been me. (laughs) Like, no, sweetheart. It wasn't ever going to be you. Um, And Jeanette literally says out loud she's lying and of course that's not going to sit well with Tennille because that's her mom and she says obviously like no my mom's not a liar and Renee asks like are you defending a pedo and Jeanette takes it back she's like oh no I didn't mean to say that and mm-hmm. yeah that, then Renee and Tennille call Jeanette and her mom um, the whack job has-beens of the town and then they leave and of course, Jeanette's not really feeling up to any movies, so then she leaves right after them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Derek literally should be, like, brother of the year. Because I love him. this guy goes to pick her up, yes. and she's crying. He goes to pick her up in the movie store, and I'm like, Derek, you're a star. He because, is like, literally the best. You're amazing. I need a brother like that. An older uh, brother. I just want a brother. a brother. And if I have a brother, yeah. he's going to be exactly like that. I'm not going to have a brother. My God, I'm 27 <laughs> years old. But if I could choose one, like a catalog, it would be Derek. <laughs> Literally. Um, and she asks him, like, do you need to leave for college? Because, like, I feel so alone. And, like, understandable, but, like, super cute. Like, you know, like, that she thinks, like, he's the one to help her through yes. this. But also, like, I also get it because, like, we can clearly see that Greg and Cindy are having issues. So now she'll be the only one to, like, have to deal with all of this. Especially when she feels like so, she's the cause of it, too. Yeah. I feel bad. Exactly. So I feel bad for her. I feel bad for her. I do, too. I really do. Yeah. Like, she doesn't deserve this. Poor Jeanette. Yeah. And then... <laughs> This, this conversation, I don't mean to laugh because it is, it is serious, but the, the way it's yes. approached makes me chuckle. So Greg and Cindy um, are arguing about how Cindy mm-hmm. wanted to be a flight attendant when she was younger. And just the way that she brings it up, it's, it, that's why I laugh because she's like, I wanted to be a flight attendant. And Greg's just like, okay, like, where's this going? Um, but then once they get into the thick of it, he, he, you know, he's trying to figure out what she's talking about. And she says, like, he never supports her. He never takes her seriously, which we have seen proof of. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she basically gets to the point and tells Greg that he needs to go try the key in Martin Harris's house himself. Because, because apparently she's already done it. Because <laughs> yeah. she's like, you know, she's so confident. And... You know, he never takes Cindy's side on anything. He doesn't take her seriously. And she basically says she needs time to think at her sister's house, which I'm guessing is Aunt Suzanne. And Mm -hmm. so she tells him, when you face what's happening with our daughter, it will break your heart. I'm lonely without you here with me. And I, I totally get where Cindy's coming from because having someone not believe your side of things when you are, like, right... Um, mm-hmm. you know, from what we've seen so far, would be terrible. Like, especially, I don't know, especially when it's your husband that's supposed to believe yeah. you. Right? Exactly. And so then we see Cindy in a flashback. She goes to Martin Harris's house and she tries the key. And, of course, the door opens. And mm-hmm. um, when the door opens, we get this very slick transition of Greg entering the house and realizing that Jeanette actually does have a key to Martin's house. Like, you see the realization kind of just hit Mm -hmm. him. It's a good scene. And this is, like, this is the last scene of the episode. Yes, yes. So it really, like, the way that it happened, like, that transition, and then, like, him realizing, like, he, like, I forgot if he, like, threw something on the floor. Yes, he did. He, like, punched something, but he was angry. Like, you can tell. Yeah. Oh. And 
still like still want to know why like Cindy thought it was Vikita Martin's house. Originally, yeah, <laughs> like, I just figured that out. Like yeah. how? Just mother's intuition, she claims, but it's yeah, eh, it's a little iffy for but, me. I don't know, but also like the fact that like this is the moment where because like Andy kind of had that like realization moment when like they were in court and Jacob had like the letter um that he wrote right on the website like that Mm -hmm. was his moment of maybe like realization this was Greg's but like Greg's was like so intense because like he was even fighting his wife on this like they were like this is a whole thing you know like right it was fighting the wife like no why would she have the key like and he's probably also thinking like how does she even have a key because yeah. he doesn't know that they stole the key right like this yeah. was something they did where would they in the yeah. summer of 1993 mm-hmm. and this is 1994 now <laughs> like over a year has passed and I just, I still don't get how he never realized it was gone, though, in the first place. Like, why did he never bring that up? Like, you're a realtor. It's kind of careless if you just lose keys. All right, Greg. Clearly, you're not the best realtor. No, you have terrible fashion sense, and you can't keep track of (laughs) your your inventory. You suck. (laughs) He's like, the fashion, not it. (laughs) That's the first, like, bad sign for me. The, the losing the key is just the icing on top. I'm sorry, Greg. It's a no yeah. for me. <laughs> the guy who plays Greg comments on our Oh, God. I love Twitter you. Hosting. You're great. But I'm sorry. I... <laughs> sorry. I love you, Greg, but not, not, the, not the style. That's not your fault. Anyway. Yeah. So even though that was the last scene of the episode, we still have 1995 to discuss. And there's plenty to discuss. And there is plenty to discuss, of course, because why why shouldn't we discuss? Yep. And um, Jeanette is watching a tape from June 6th, 1993. Mm-hmm. And um, Angelus, like, is watching Jeanette watch this, and when Jeanette realizes that, she, like, stops the tape. Yeah. And she makes the comment like, oh, I'm not missing my mommy. Um, she says, but she is missing her father. Yeah. It's like and a family home video kind of thing. Yeah. She's and she's, she's like, you know, I feel like he's a, mile, a million miles away. And that um, if she could have just stayed a nerd, this never would have happened. Uh-huh. And like... Before I get into what Angela said, because Angela is a queen and I love what she said. I love it. Um, It's just the fact that, like, she called her mom, like, mommy. You know? Uh Like, as if I'm, like, a baby, like, oh, I miss my mom. Like, it's always about the mom. And she's like, well, no, it's not because of her. It's actually because of my dad. Yeah. You know? Uh I was like, okay. Kind of, kind of weird. But, like, we also know they don't have a good relationship at this right. point like, yeah there's there's probably said, no relationship yeah, yeah Derek has said that like oh you should try calling mom back or something and Janek's mm-hmm. like no I'm good <laughs> so exactly. nothing there so back uh, to Angela yes. Angela my queen tells her that us ladies do not make ourselves less for others yes and I'm just like you go queen you show yes. her you tell her thank you for that Everyone Angela, needs to hear that once you. a day. Maybe twice. Yes. Maybe. Every day. Maybe, Every yeah. Of the day. Yes. Um, Just have it, like, written on the wall wherever you go. Make it your phone background. Yes. Yeah. And um, then we have Jeanette, who turns things a bit sad again. And yeah. she says that today used to be a holiday, but now it's like a funeral. Which I feel so bad for her in that sense. I feel bad because I think, like, she also does blame herself again. Like, she does know that this is, like, partly her fault. And, like, it shouldn't be because, like, they were arguing, yes, because of the situation that she put them in. Right. But Greg Greg could have 100% believed Cindy Cindy. and they would have 
they would have just gone on with their lives together and like figured it out together but the whole issue is that they were just like had different opinions on yeah the situation and it seemed like you know clearly from what cindy had said like it didn't really seem like their relationship was all that strong in the first place kind of like Mm -hmm. again Lori and Andy because at the beginning of the show we see them as like this perfect idealistic family like they're so great and then they clearly crumbled and had terrible communication and then we see Greg and Cindy and they seem to have like this wonderful cute little family and they're perfect and then again like Cindy's like no you don't support me you don't listen to me like so it's not Jeanette's fault because this has gone on much longer than since she was born apparently so yeah it's just sad that she has to feel that way. Mm-hmm. And so. she shouldn't have to feel that way. No, so, not at all. Then we have Tanya, who, as we remember, is Tanya's mother, who is being deposed. Yeah. And because You've been she, yeah, and because <laughs> she has damning information about Jeanette, apparently. And Jeanette doesn't seem to be too worried because she's telling her lawyer, like, what I have on her is even worse. Yeah. So she's pretty confident that Jeanette, like, that Tanya won't talk about Jeanette. Right. And I'm just like, what? I was like, because at this point we don't know yeah. about the whole Tanya situation. I was going to say, situation. before everything else, yeah. Yeah, we don't know that Tanya's, like, Tanya's getting money from her ex because of um because he thinks that like Tanil is his daughter so mm-hmm. we don't know any of this so i'm just like damn girl like what do you have on her like how can I know. you have information it's, on this mom it's so weird that like when we go over this during the podcast it's like my reaction to things seem over the top because obviously the show is in a different order than how we tell it mm-hmm. so i'm like oh yeah that was so cool but then it's like when you're retelling it you're like it doesn't really sound all that cool because now we know everything know. else. But it's I know it, it is truly like wait what what does she know yeah. like you're actually very interested so mm-hmm. yeah um so and, um, <laughs> so then ahead. we have Greg come in and I don't know why this scene just really bothered me but he comes in and assumes that Jeanette drank all the coffee. Mm-hmm. But then Angela tells him that she saved him son, and he just comes over and he kisses her, like, as a thank you. And I'm like, why do you have to immediately assume? Like, why do you have to think, like, it oh, Jeanette. it's Jeanette. She's the one that apparently mm-hmm. helped kidnap that girl. Like, oh, she drank all the coffee. Like, no. What? And then as soon mm-hmm. as Angela says something, oh, everything's right in the world. Gotta love Angela. Yeah. Which we do, but. Like, you can. Yeah, you can tell that, like, he has it out for Jeanette. Yeah, he has some disdain for her. He doesn't care. Yeah. And Um, so then we see Vincent, which I was very glad to see them, like, hanging out in 1995. Um, Vincent is at Jeanette's house. He's still trying. He's still trying, you know? He's like, I'm gonna let, I'm gonna make this work. Yes, we can appreciate that. And, um,. He, he shows up, and Jeanette's, like, surprised, you know, because obviously this isn't really something that happens every day, and she says it's weird that he's there. And she tells him, like, being friendless sucks, which I can imagine it would be, especially in that kind of situation where it's not even, like, you don't have friends, but, like, your family's also not exactly the greatest to you. And, you know, she says, like, she's ruined enough people's lives. Like, she doesn't want to do that to him as well. And she then goes to leave, Um, she says she has to take care of something and Vincent asks like, Hey, do you need help with anything? And she actually tells him it would be great if he could distract the reporter so that she could sneak out. And Mm -hmm. I don't really have a whole lot to say about that other than yes, I love Vincent as a friend, but random side note, she is the exact same bed frame that I literally just threw out and replaced. Oh my God. (laughs) A 90s. It's like a 90s. Yes. Like I don't even... I don't know, because it's from Ikea, and I was like, I'm pretty sure I got that in, like, 2007, so I'm like, if that's been around since 1995, oh my god, like, uh, interesting. So, I saw it, and I'm like, hold on, that looks familiar. So, yeah. <laughs> You're like, this was... Mm, that's um, an unfortunate thing, Jeanette. Yeah. <sighs> and so, now we have Tanya who stops Jeanette, who she doesn't know is Jeanette. So 
yeah she's got her hood up and everything got her hood up yeah she's like pretty much hidden and she stops her to count how many items she has when she sees it's Jeanette she's like well what do I owe the pleasure uh, this this displeasure yeah so Tanya's not happy to see Jeanette but like Jeanette is clearly there for a reason like she's not there to shop oh no Jeanette doesn't seem like she wants to shop at this point. Oh, God, no. It's the way that she, like, walks in there, though, because she has, like, her hood Mm -hmm. up. She's got, like, this giant pile of clothes to use as, like, a way to get back there. And then she, like, pushes through all the dressing room doors to check that no one's around. And then Tanya sees who it is. And I'm like, my gosh, this just seems so extra. Like, so, like, it's a little aggressive. But, yeah. And then it cuts right there. And I'm like, ooh, so what is the displeasure? Exactly. And, um... Then we have Angela, who's asking Jeanette if she's dating anyone. Yeah. And um, Jeanette answers, "Who? One of the one of the Menendez brothers." Yes. And I I can't be laughing at this because like. I I it was a good joke for the time. Like it's it not funny. It shouldn't joke. be funny. But it, it for anyone who doesn't it know, the Menendez brothers were convicted for killing their parents. Um, yeah. Like, their parents died in 1989, and then the brothers were convicted um, seven years later in 1996. So this is literally something in real life that's happening during this timeline. So, like, yeah, and they're, when, when you yeah. hear that comparison, you're just like, oh, that's it's funny, but it shouldn't be. It's, it's a good joke, Jeanette. I know. It's very witty. Also, if you haven't watched, I'm sorry, I'm going to promote another show now. Ooh. If you haven't watched the true crime, it's about the Menendez brothers. It's, um, it was like Law and Order. They made like their own little, um, it was like six episodes Ooh. and it was all about the Menendez brothers. I don't think I've heard Things- of it. Yeah, so it's because we watched Law and Order, we saw like the preview for it. So it's Law and mm-hmm. Order True Crime. Okay. And it's oh, okay. I think six, eight or six to eight episodes, and it's about the Menendez brothers. Interesting. It was I've, amazing. I have never seen any Law and Order episode. Well, okay, I have. I've just never really paid attention because it's been on the TV. Yeah. Um, but interesting. I like is, yeah, so that kind of stuff. Separate. Yeah, so it was good. It was like a little special, and it was like eight episodes of the Menendez brothers, like their story. Interesting. And yeah, so I thought of that like right away when this happened. I was like, I knew that it was like the right year. So I was like, yeah, mm, this is this is a funny joke, but this shouldn't be yeah. a funny joke. I am glad that they matched it up and like made it make sense because I feel like some <laughs> shows or movies will like overlook that stuff. They're like, oh yeah, it happened yeah. around that time, and then you look into and it and it you're like, didn't. it didn't even happen yet. It so didn't. why are you bringing yeah. it up? <laughs> so good on you, Cruel they Summer. They did a good job. They did. Um, so yeah. So then Angela mentions that um, someone is waiting for Jeanette to come down or come. Yeah. And it's uh, Vincent again. Mm -hmm. And Jeanette like kind of laughs while uh, telling Vincent and about this whole thing that uh, Angela thinks they're dating. And he just says like, oh, she's like my sister, which it's cute. You know, I'm glad that they have this friendship even after everything. Like, they're trying to rebuild it a little yeah. bit, but, like, it, the foundation is still there, unlike Jeanette and Mallory, who've completely destroyed that whole thing. Yeah, it's very negative between them. Yes. But also, like, the fact that Vincent, like, kept trying, you know? Yeah. Whereas mallory just gave up on the whole relationship like their friendship she just was like whatever she jumped ship and went to the other boat she went mm-hmm. for kate <laughs> yeah she terrible did. no <laughs> kate needs friends too yeah. but maybe don't abandon the other person involved in this whole serious situation and go to the other one mallory it's a little weird yeah and then we have greg Oh, I love does this. the most surprising thing ever. I love it. He goes to ask Jeanette and Vincent if they want to play cards because it is a tradition that they do on their anniversary. Yes. And, um, like, <laughs> Jeanette is clearly shocked as well, and he tells her, like, I thought you wanted space. And mm-hmm. they go on to play, and they're laughing, and Jeanette wins. And, like, she's finally smiling. Like, we have not seen her smile I in 1995. Like, we have not seen her smile in 1995. This whole scene, First time. 
I like I literally could not stop smiling. I'm grinning right now yeah. because I love this scene. It's so sweet. Like I I'm glad I that like she has that moment. Original. Yeah, I'm glad she finally has this like breakthrough with her dad. Mm-hmm. Like, look, things can be kind of normal again. Like it doesn't have to be yeah. all cloudy and rainstorms mm-hmm. all the time. Um, yeah. And that's when the phone rings. Yes. And then it just stops there. Like we don't really yeah, I mean, you can you can tell based on like the next um, yeah. scene what the what the phone call is about, but we don't but we actually don't hear the what the phone call says. Yeah, so yeah. so then we we cut to Tanya um, talking to the lawyer, um, and she basically says if Jeanette says that she didn't see Kate, then there's no reason to believe otherwise, which is pretty much the complete opposite of what she was alluding to before this mm-hmm. interview. Like, she's basically making everyone think she has this big secret over Kate, and then she just says that. Um, and so we see this flashback of Jeanette at the mall with, um, Tanya telling her, mm-hmm. like, she hopes that her memory is clear on what she knows, like, back when, you know... Jeanette came storming through in her hoodie and knocking all the doors open. (laughs) And uh, Tanya says, like, what Jeanette is doing is illegal, which is pretty much kind of like blackmailing. Um, And Jeanette answers, oh, yeah, like child support and paternity fraud, which good on you. Like, yes, call her out on that. Um, Exactly. (laughs) Like, I mean, again, I don't really know if Jeanette did anything, but yeah, you should call out the people that are doing terrible things. Yeah. And so then Tanya tells the lawyers, like, it's all a big misunderstanding. Like, there's nothing else for her to say. And Mm -hmm. I I do like something that Jeanette does say. She makes a point to say that there are provable facts and then there's hearsay and hearsay doesn't amount to much. And this is what she tells Tanya. And it's, like, it makes a good point. It's, like, kind of, like, what we're viewing as the watcher of the show. Like, we can see everything that is a fact. We know that, you know, for example, Kate obviously was kidnapped. We know Jeanette had a key. Like, we know all these other things. But, like, we we haven't actually seen anything that proves that Jeanette actually had anything to do with it. We just hear what everyone else is saying. So. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's an interesting little perspective there. For sure. Mm. And um, Jeanette's lawyer tells Tanya, uh, tells um, Jeanette that Tanya didn't say anything interesting, Uh which Jeanette is not surprised about. And obviously. Obviously. (laughs) The lawyer uh, tells Jeanette that if she had anything to do with um, Tanya not having anything to say, she doesn't, like, she never wants to know. Yeah, which I feel like that makes it seem like she already knows that she had something to do with it, but... Like, of course she knows, because how do you one day have, like, information that you need to share, and then the next day, like, not have any information? Like, clearly you were bribed, you were, like, blackmailed, like, something's not lining up, right? Right. So, um, she hangs up the phone, and she goes back to laughing and playing with Greg and Vincent as if nothing Uh ever happened. Yeah. But she actually is, like, and it almost looks like she, uh, I think has tears in her eyes a little bit. Like, she's kind of like, mm-hmm. oh, my goodness. Like, I'm finally winning in a situation. It's working out. So, yeah. I'm yeah. surprised nobody's like, what What was it about? Tell us all about it. Yeah. She's just like, let's play guards. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then our last little scene in 1995 oh. Um, oh. is Cindy going to see Angela at the bar. I was shocked. Which... The first time, the first, so when we saw this scene, uh-huh. we just saw, like, Cindy go sit down and Angela was at the bar. And I was like, I thought this was in 1994. And I was like, oh, my yeah. God, she's going to confront her yes! about the basket. That's what I and thought, too. <laughs> I literally had it in my notes. I'm like, 1994, she's going to freak out about the basket. And then yes! I was like, wait, this is 1995. Because she, like, starts off by saying, it's my wedding anniversary. And we're like, oh, yeah, like. 1994 yeah Mm, no and then she's like well it was but not anymore yeah she's like i guess you knew that right angela and i'm like oh honey angela's shocked she did not expect that as she should i was shocked oh yeah oh yes i was not i I honestly didn't think i would ever see cindy again in 1995 like i just thought she disappeared after 94 and especially not with angela yeah 
Yes. So Cindy says she was driving to her old house and she's just like, I'm just incapable of going back there. Mm-hmm. Um, but she does ask Angela how Jeanette is. Right, and yeah. Jeanette, like, uh, she, Cindy says, like, Jeanette blames me for the separation. And yeah. Angela's just like, well, Jeanette misses you, which we we know she doesn't. Right. Maybe she does, but, like, she from what we can tell, she doesn't. want to make it clear, yeah. Yeah. And um, then things get weirder because Cindy and Angela start bonding. They're, like, drinking. And they both... Yeah, they both agree that they like each other. They're bonding. They're drinking, and I'm just like, mm, the what? And mm. then like Angela's, you know, like I'm, I'm so happy that there's like no jealousy since like you left him. And Cindy's just like, is that what he told you? Yes. And I'm like, I saw this, and I was like, oh hell no. And that's how it ends. I'm like. Angela, no. Like, I thought, like, maybe Angela was, like, the cheater and she just didn't know. She was the other woman. Yeah. I. Was Angela the other woman? I... That's my I... question of the episode. For real. I, I, you know, it's a great question of the episode, honestly. Um, okay. So, I feel like I, I put it in my notes. Like... Yeah, I feel like I put it in my notes of, like, what I... Like, like that's something I'm wondering about, honestly, because it's, it, there, well, like we saw in 1994, like Cindy just said she was leaving to go to her sisters, and then that's all we've mm-hmm. seen about that. So it's like, you don't really know what kind of like finality Greg and Cindy had after that. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, so, um, some some thoughts that I I have. Um, mm-hmm. Share them. Go ahead. <laughs> Well, to start off, almost like every other time, um, I have a whole lot of questions still, more mm-hmm. than normal. Um, but like, I feel like we're not, we're we're continuously given more and more questions, but we're also given information that doesn't necessarily answer any of the questions we already have. But it also kind of makes us like see things more clearly and kind of help us figure it out a little bit here and mm-hmm. there. Um, but like. I it's not really helping me out at this point. Like I need to know the last couple of episodes. I am this show stresses me out when it comes to all the questions. Um I overall am not a fan of how 1993 Jeanette is going now at this point just because it seems like she's just going down this path that she doesn't plan on turning around in with like the whole thrill-seeking side of her. Like y'all feel free yeah. to like seek some thrills like have some adventure but like don't do don't do illegal things please mm-hmm. <laughs> don't get yourself into trouble um but also like on the other side it's nice to see 1995 Jeanette kind of loosen up a little and get to like bond with her dad and see Vincent and just like have a good time even if she is blackmailing people but we're gonna forget that little part there um, yeah because I like seeing Jeanette happy even though she could be a potential uh accessory i don't know in this whole thing mm-hmm. um i am glad kind of like what we just said like we're finally seeing how this whole cindy and greg relationship is panning out however again no idea how it even pans out because like yeah. i said she went with aunt suzanne and then that was the last thing we saw in this episode for 1994 mm-hmm. um but like i do wonder if there's more to it like is like did greg just not put any effort after that point or did he like take advantage of cindy being gone and go for angela as like a comfort and then Mm -hmm. it just escalated from there which i really hope that's not it because i like greg and i like angela i like angela more than most of the people in this show so i hope it's not how it went um but i do we find that out we do find out okay. kind of like oh great there's okay an explanation there's an explanation but it's kind of just like his like his side okay interesting so, hmm yeah we shall see then um mm-hmm. and then my last point <laughs> is i still think jamie is trash 
because mm-hmm. after our last episode, he was just a complete train wreck. But I do like how we get to see how his and Jeanette's relationship kind of, like, started with the whole null jail mm-hmm. thing. And I do like how yeah. he's, like, genuinely interested in her, even if he does get, like, this fake idea of who she is because she's like oh yeah, yeah like i don't get in trouble whatever yeah um i i do like seeing that and how like interested he is in her um but yeah it you can kind of see how their relationship started off like based off of Jeanette is this fake person and that's kind of mm-hmm. how she tumbled into who she became in 94 and then and then in 95 so yeah yeah lots of things to think about as we go into episode mm-hmm. seven next week but yeah um so i have another question for you oh god okay so the episode ended with greg finding mm-hmm. out about the key yes being martin's yes what do you think his reaction like how do you think he will take this oh now? so like in episode seven Mm-hmm. Or I guess it could be any episode, honestly, because I this yeah. shows all over the place. Um, I think it's seven. I think we will like next like next episode. It does. Okay, cool. So like tomorrow I'll get to see it. Um, mm-hmm. Oh God, I don't know because this family just messes with me. I feel like I feel like Greg is gonna be the type of person that like doesn't say anything, but I feel like he needs mm-hmm. to um, just because again he has like this image of his daughter. That he probably doesn't want to, like, ruin. But. Ugh. Gosh. Yeah, I'm going to go with he doesn't really, like, confront her about it or anything right away. That's what I'm going to go with. I feel like he's going to just break down inside and. <laughs> I don't know. Bottle it up. Yeah, not face facts right away. I don't know. I can't wait to see how wrong I am tomorrow when I watch episode seven. But I'm like, I won't say anything. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm I'll let you know uh, next here. week. But um, yeah, I'll let you know next week how I how wrong I was and admit to that. But yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So as always, if you guys have any theories or other thoughts you'd like to share with us, please feel free to tweet or DM us at the Ninth Narrative on Twitter. We did actually have someone DM us um this past weekend to suggest mm-hmm. a show for our next season. Um, since our run of Cruel Summer is coming to an end shortly. Did you see it? I did not. So, so, um, Brooklyn, she, uh, DM'd us during, um, Defending Jacob as well. Yes. Um, so she, she, yeah, she messaged us over the weekend and she's like, hey, like, uh, I, I have a suggestion for you for the new show. And she said, clickbait. Have you seen that show yet? Okay, so it's in my list, but I have not watched it yet. Yes, my uncle it's keeps suggesting it. <laughs> so I don't know if, um, I don't know why, but on the computers it doesn't do it. But on my phone, I have like the um, what, like coming soon section mm-hmm. on the app. And I had seen like the little like trailer for it. And I saw like the date that it ca- came and it's like you can put it in your list automatically. So when it comes out on Netflix, it automatically goes on your list. Right. So I've had it on my list this whole time, and I keep saying, like, I'm going to watch it, I'm going to watch it, but instead mm-hmm. I've been trying to catch up on other shows. Right. But that would be interesting. See, yeah, because my, I've seen, like, my, my great uncle, like, he always, like, at every family get-together, he, like, gives some kind of, like, show suggestion or movie suggestion. Mm-hmm. So, like, the last two or three times that I have seen him, he's like, hey, did you guys watch Clickbait yet? And we're like no oh you gotta watch that you gotta watch that so i'm like now i have two people telling me i need to watch this show and it is like a mystery type of thing as well from what i've gathered yes um which kind of goes with the theme that we've had the girl the girl the main character Uh is um the cop from <gasps> defending Jacob. Defending Duffy. Jacob. Duffy. Duffy. Yes. Duffy. Yes. yes. I was going to say, what's her name? I was trying yes. to figure out her name. Yes, I think Brooklyn said that too. I was like, oh my god, yeah. like look at that. So that might be yes. might have to be something we check out eventually for this. Mm-hmm. But I've been kind of like you, so like I have it on my list. But so uh, 
So Dawson's Creek got a remaster on Netflix. So like it's like HD and like it actually is like widescreen now instead of just oh. a square. And they put the original theme song on there. So I'm like, I'm rewatching that for the third time this year in my spare time. It's like my nap show. <laughs> like I'll turn it on when I'm like tired and if I fall asleep, it's no big deal. I so, still haven't gotten past episode four. Please, please do. Please, if, I'm, I'm going to yeah, tell I'm you, have to. season one is only like 13 episodes long, and then it just gets so much better after that. I hate season one. I don't hate it, but yeah. I really don't like it. So that's yeah, my advice. I think I have to push past it. And it, it gets a lot better, honestly, after the first few episodes, because I hate the first few episodes. So, yeah. anyway, so we will discuss that. We will figure, figure yes. out our future soon, but... If you enjoy our podcast, please help us out by rating it or leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or hitting the share button on any platform. Thank you for listening, and be sure to check back in with us next week for your weekly dose of the 90s Narrative Podcast. Bye!